Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing on this beautiful day? Well, it's a beautiful day because we're in San Diego. Every day is beautiful. So if you're not having a beautiful day, I'm going to tell you right now, just think of the blue skies and the beach and the toes in the sand. And there you go. Your day's gotten a little bit better already. 30,000 downloads. Thank you so much. We're past that probably by the time you hear this, but I want to say thank you so much for listening to us. Our message is getting out there. I hope you guys are getting a lot of value. I know I'm getting value at it and I'm just talking to myself. So all good things right there. If you guys haven't downloaded the book, please go to AaronClipinger.com, download the infrastructure booklet. Uh, lots of good tips and tricks in here on how to run your company. The seven steps, follow those and you're definitely going to add to your bottom line. So go ahead and download the free book. Just go ahead and download it. This episode, I want to talk about upgrading your brain. And I have brought our implementation specialist, Marissa Peacock, in with me on this one because she actually sees a lot of this when she's out training in the three-day immersion clinics of the people that get stuck on this topic. And so we really want to talk about that. Upgrading your brain. What does that mean? You guys have the oldest technology in the world upstairs. Your brain is built in BC 4 million years ago. I really have no idea what it is, but you know a long time ago. Version 1. Version 1. There has never been 2.0. <laughs> no upgrade. No. Our brain has never been upgraded. It's still the same. And it's the basics. Don't get hurt. Protect yourself. Shelter, warmth, and food. Yep. And that's why a lot of the guys that work in, in, in the blue-collar industry that just don't have a lot of drive, their most important decision is, what am I going to have for lunch? I mean, that's my most important decision most days. <laughs> it's, it goes back to those four basics. Is there food? Is there shelter? And upgrading your brain. It, and it's, and I, you know, I, I think about it all the time for myself when I go to the gym. I have my routine. You have leg day, back day, chest day, arm day, and then full body. And that's my routine. One, two, three, four, five. Next. One, two, three, four, five. Next. And I will get stuck in such a routine that I'm like, eh, I did back and chest. That worked my arms. I can skip Thursday. Oh, I got that. And you start making excuses for yourself as a day goes on to stay in that safety net. And you're going to do the same thing or you're going to skip it and you're going to lie to yourself to be in that safety net. And I really want to talk about that because we see when we launch the software, the people that are on board and then the people that fight it. Yeah. Talk to me about one of the people that fight it, what you've seen in the past. I think for me, back to your comfort, people feel that they know kind of everything. You know, we, we always want to believe that we know everything about something. And so when somebody comes in, and I think the other thing is we want to feel unique about something, right? I'm unique. Nobody's ever done this before. Well, as you say, I implement a lot. You've you've been to twice as many companies as I have. And, and so that uniqueness is not actually as unique as people think. So when we come in and say, hey, this is a new program for you, we're just going to push you a little, I you definitely get resistance because people are nervous. They're nervous that maybe an insecurity that they have about themselves is going to be noticed now because we're pushing them out. They've been able to kind of um, hide those things. And so, you know, when we bring the software and I, I specifically say, you know, we shine the light on a lot of those things. And most people are eventually excited about it because then they get recognized for different things, right? So they're like, oh man, I never knew that you could do this or I never, and then they think that themselves. They're like, holy crap, I never knew I had this in me to be better, to to go this different pathway. So for me, it's it's exciting, but it, it is sometimes a, a, a bit of a challenge, challenging push. I mean, in- it, well, I, 
<laughs> I led you and you went down a different path here, but I really, it's okay. <laughs> I really want to kind of talk about this part here. We, we see the three main people at the implementations. We have the people that are going, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And secretly they don't. Yeah. Then you have the people that are obtusely saying, my organization system is better. And then you have the third person that just shuts up and sits quietly in the corner as you were talking about, they weave themselves in the fabric of the company and then just pray that no one sees them. And those three people, I hate to say it, have never tried to upgrade their brain. Yeah. They've never tried to say, let me do something a different way because it might be better. I might find walking to work might be faster than driving. If you have five stoplights and they all hit red, I might walk to work just as fast. You know, and, and if you never tried it before, you never know. And so we watch this in, in with the implementation of that, especially the guy that, that or the, the lady that just flat out says, I'm not doing it. My organization's better. Yeah. And then we have to have that nice, beautiful, long talk with them to tell them you're an army of one. You're this little bubble and it works great for you, but nobody else knows what you're doing. And if you use our system, everyone's going to know what you're doing and they can pick up the pieces run with it afterwards. So it, it's kind of funny, those, the errors that we see there, and then it goes even further. Safety equals comfort. Yeah. Do we like being comfortable? We love being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We do, don't we? Oh my goodness, that weighted blanket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then after you've been comfortable for so long, do you have any idea how to become uncomfortable? No, you do not. And do we fight uncomfortable? Yes, we do. A hundred percent we fight it. Yeah. With like every part of our being. Yeah. Like we will physically fight it. Yeah. We will, we will get, make ourselves sick. We will mentally make ourselves sick just to stay in our little comfort zone so we can't get out of it. Our brain's nasty. I mean, that old technology, it doesn't want to leave. Yeah. It, it just goes, nope, I will not change. I will not do it better. This is the best. I am done. This works. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting. And they and it fights it. Yeah. And it absolutely fights it, you know, and, and it blows my mind on that. And then you have the people that are completely the opposite. They've learned how to reprogram their brains. If you've never heard about Joe Rogan, I'm pretty sure you've lived under a rock. <laughs> but this guy's reprogrammed his brain. He really has. He has broken the code and reprogrammed and said, hey, I'm going to look at this from a completely different angle. Am I full of his truth? Come on, let's talk and have these conversations. That's a man that I feel that has reprogrammed his brain and said, hey, I, I don't need to worry about, am I going to die tomorrow? Is this is a scary thing around the corner? You know, it's always it's always so refreshing to listen to him. Yeah. And and as you know, so he he learned how to become uncomfortable. Right. Um, I don't know that much about him. I don't follow him daily, so forgive. But his martial arts and all that, he's making himself uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but if you've ever gone toe to toe with another person of your same weight and height, it's intimidating. That's pretty scary. I mean, you know me, I have street fights every week. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that just alone is a, is a perfect example of how to become uncomfortable. Yeah. But it, for, for us, what I've seen here is it goes, it goes further, which is really scary for me. Safety equals comfort. Comfort ease gets stuck in your ways. Yeah. And then once you get stuck in your ways because you've been so comfortable, your fight or flight gets reprogrammed. Yeah. You get defensive. In the wrong way. Yeah. Even though it's four million year old technology, your fight or flight gets pre reprogrammed in the wrong way. And I and as, as I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to say this out loud. I truly believe that's where our society's gotten so bad where everybody gets so offended because our flight or flight 
have been reprogrammed. And that that blows my mind. That gets scary. Now you're now you're people fighting. It's this way, this way, this way, this way, just so they don't have to be uncomfortable. Right. That uh, that's that's the essence of this. And so I want to talk to you guys about how do you become uncomfortable to see your true potential. How did you do it? I got I got comfortable in being only five percent uncomfortable. Kind of a weird way to think about. Let's think about this. Okay. I would only make myself just a little bit uncomfortable, and I would check that box saying, I'm growing, I'm pushing. <laughs> and that was it. That's not all i do. It and, and it was baby steps. It was literally going, and I was like, I'm growing. Look at me. I'm so much better. No. No. If, after five years, you came back, and I was like one foot further. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a little growth. Yeah, there was nothing. But that's how I lied to myself to say, I'm pushing forward when I wasn't. And for me, I actually had to go way outside of my uh, my friendship zone, my business zone, my different zones. I actually ended up joining a society that made me push the limits to even get in. Mm-hmm. You know, this society basically put me through a five-day Navy SEAL help boot camp just to see if I had enough willpower to make it through the other side. Yeah. And, and that's... I mean, that really broke the mold by far. Yeah. That was one thing we're headed. And it and it was a, it was, I wouldn't say a significant amount of money to sign up, but it was enough money to sign up that I didn't want to lose it. To make you feel uncomfortable. Yes. This I mean, so even even on the sign up process, they're already having you get a little out of that comfort yes. zone. And these are the tricks that I've found to make myself on the cutting edge and being uncomfortable. Believe it or not, start with social media. And I think that's the easiest one. That's the first stepping stone for people because everybody's on social media. In fact, everyone's glued to their phone. You know, I call it the adult pacifier. You know, that's <laughs> that is literally what it is. I constantly, where's my, where's it? Well, I got my pacifier. I feel so much better now. And that's the adult pacifier is is your phone and the social media. And so let's take a, our first baby step. Who are you following? If they're not adding value to your feed, mm. stop following them. And if they're your friends, you don't have to like, screw you, I don't show you. Just, just click snooze for whatever and kind of slow it down. But who you're following might be a good one. I love Jordan Peterson. That that psychologist up from Canada, Okay, he is so good in his thought and he's very articulate. I would hate to get in a debate with that man. Just, the, just his grasp of the English language is just trounce me. <laughs> but he he does a really, really good job of very calmly articulating the problem and then possible solutions based on our uh, physiological needs. And that's kind of what we're talking about, those, those basic needs. And I guess for him, he wants to get his message out there and add value that, hey, you don't need to have a psychiatrist help you. Just kind of step back and look in the mirror. So for us, social media, yeah. That's a basic one. Who are you following? That's going to help. Yeah. You know, I found my society by starting to follow, um, oh, what's the big guy's name? What's another big uh, motivational speaker? That's easier in San Diego, ironically, and I can't remember. I know you're talking about. Um, no, I'm terrible with names. Yeah, and he's he's a he's a taller gentleman. Yep. Anyway, I've started following him, and that's and I what follow him. and that's what prompted the association, yeah. the society that I became a part of, to pop up on my feet. Yeah. So as you start following good things, social media is already going to start to feed you more things that you like to follow. So just that alone is going to help you in your in your you know Question. positive quotes. I guess would even yeah. be one of them. 
that's that's a good first tip for kind of being uncomfortable. Okay. Now let's go a little extreme. Have you guys seen that cold plunge? Yes. Anybody ever just turn that shower on and hop right in before it got warm? <laughs> just taking that cold shower? I will tell you what it does. Because I do it often. Yeah. I take probably four days out of the week, I take a cold shower. And when I say cold shower, it doesn't mean turn it to cold and turn it on. Because ironically, that's not cold. If you were to turn your shower on cold and get in, that's like 60 degrees. Okay. I'm talking the water that's been frozen in your pipes all night long cold. That's down there in the 50s. So as soon as you go in and you hop in, and for people that really know your body, what you should do is put your head under and your neck immediately. Because your, your neck and your feet regulate your body temperature. Okay. And so when your neck hits that cold, that's really going to send the shock waves through your body. So get in, you take a cold shower. Well, first off, just to mentally get into that cold shower, that takes a lot of brain, that takes a lot of willpower. I, yeah. Now you're already uncomfortable. That's a good, that's a good first step. Number two, when that water first hits you, your body screams, get me out. <laughs> yeah. And it will knock the wind out of your lungs, even though there was nothing that physically happened to you, it still did it. So you end up going, huh, 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 trying to suck more oxygen because your body is just closing every capillary, every vein, everything is shrinking in your body to keep it as warm as possible. Your body goes into survival, like emergency survival mode immediately. Yeah. But people swear by it. They say it, like it, it, it affects the way you think. It, it sort of almost resets everything. So there, it does. Yeah, it does, and that's why I do it all the time. Not only does it reset you, but let's really talk about that reset. It resets flight or fight. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot for a little bit. What is flight or fight? So it's a very fundamental thing, from my understanding, of our sort of survival skills. So to fight would be to to protect yourself and usually it would not have been somebody of my stature, but you know, you're you're protecting yourself, protecting your kids, protecting what you have. And then flight would just say, you know what, actually, I have the things that I need or I can carry them quickly. I'm out cuz that is my survival. So I won't be able to to fight this person or to this thing or whatever it is. Dinosaur. Uh, nope, you're right. That's right. So that's <laughs> that is fight or flight. And when you get comfortable, your fight or flight gets reprogrammed. Yeah. And now your flight or flight is going to get fired off by little things. So you go to a bar, grab a beer, sit in the bar. This doesn't happen to women as much as it does to men. And you look down the bar and there's some guy just mad dogging, just staring at you. Yeah. And all of a sudden your adrenaline fires off. Everything's getting cranky. You start and then and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm really upset at this guy. And he's just looking at you. He hasn't got up and got within your personal boundary. He hasn't pulled a knife or made a fist. He's just looking at you. Yeah. And your fight or flight fires off. That's your ego. That is your ego talking and not anything else. Your fight or flight has been reprogrammed to handle ego situations. Because they're so comfortable, so you're safe. Because you're yeah. so comfortable and so safe. Yeah. You get on a phone call and somebody said, and somebody disrespects you on the phone or says something silly. And your adrenaline starts pumping. That's your flight or flight kicking in. And your adrenaline starts going over a phone call? Interesting. Because we've reset to... A bad baseline. Yeah. A, a horrible a, baseline. A, a simple baseline. Like yeah. A, a really bad one. And so doing the cold showers 
your body remembers what it's like to truly possibly <laughs> die. <laughs> you, you actually might die if you stay there for a half an hour. No one's going to stay there for half an hour, but your body doesn't know that. Right. So it goes in the shock waves. You know, I, I, I read somewhere that actually the liver will send out certain enzymes into your body to help fight and help fire off more of your muscles just to make it so you can stay warm to survive that much longer. Wow. Your liver's probably never done that. And I'm saying you, you. I'm saying everyone no. who's listening. <laughs> we know my liver's got other problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's called self-medication. That's just, you don't need a doctor's note. That's different. But just the cold shower reprograms fight or flight in the right way that you find yourself not getting so antsy over little things in our day-to-day grind. I'm genuinely going to go and try this tomorrow. And, and I have, I am, I am, I need to order. I have yet to do so. If I have enough hours in a day, I am ordering my cold plunge. You know, I'm, that's the one I've decided to go for. Yeah. I don't own one, so don't take this as an endorsement, people. I, I don't know if it's a good product or not, but the cold plunge is what I've decided on. That's the one I'm going to buy. Okay. And I'm going to buy the, the commercial grade so it can get cold fast, fast. When I decide to do it, it doesn't, you know, I wait two hours. Yeah. Because I know if it's two hours, I'll talk myself out of it. Yeah. Or go do something else, literally. Yeah. But I do believe the cold plunge is a good or cold morning showers to reset your brain and get you back to that uncomfortable. Okay. Um, going back to gym, here's another simple tip. Stop counting your reps. Mm. You know, when they asked Muhammad Ali how many push-ups he could do back when he was his prime of his fighting day, yeah. you know what his answer was? As many as it takes? No, I don't know. No, it wasn't the woodchuck joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much chuck as the woodchuck cut joke. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. He said six or seven. And the new, you could see the news reporter back in the day just literally just roll back and go, what? And he goes, yeah, six or seven. And they said, okay. He goes, I don't start counting until it hurts. Wow. That's how he lived in his uncomfortable world. Yeah. For the gym, stop counting the reps. Yeah. You know, go until it hurts and then count to see how many you can get. I like that. You know, that's another way to get yourself uncomfortable. Um, If you're an introvert, go to a social setting. Yeah. People are so egotistical. They're only worried about themselves anyway. No one's going to see you there. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But it's uncomfortable for you. I was just thinking the opposite for us extroverts. Do we just go and then not talk? Is that? <laughs> you, uh, you know, you're not far from the truth, actually. I, I will say this. Punishment for me years ago was reading a book. <laughs> I had to sit in a corner and it was just me and my thoughts and these little words on a page. I had no interaction with anybody. I had to make up my own people in my head, kind of explain who they were, but not really. And I had a picture in my mind. I was like, this is torture. This sucks. You know, I love reading books now. I very much enjoy it, but I found yeah. the books that intrigued me. Yeah. That was my biggest problem. But reading a book, no, that was it for me. There you go. That was my uncomfortableness. I hated it. Um, in our business world, in our business life, how much are you doing marketing and putting yourself out there? Personally, I was just talking to my husband about this the other day and he, you know, he recently was looking for something and he was, as you say, he was on his Instagram. He was on his LinkedIn. He was on, he did, you know, some podcasts. He did some YouTube stuff even. And so he really, and he's an introvert. So for him, that was really, and then lo and behold, he found a job. I, you know, I, I, 
<clears throat> maybe feel a little too comfortable <laughs> in things. I, I feel like I'm being personally called out. You know, I, I do feel comfortable. And I, I, I going out there and like doing a little bit of a LinkedIn something or doing a little bit of a of an Instagram does actually make me feel like I'm feeling uncomfortable even in this conversation. So because, you know, I've got my plot of land. I, I have my things. Everything's nice and laid out for me. And everybody has their comfortable. Yeah. You know, it, it, again, another one of those big guys you, you hear all the time, Grant Cardone. He sells, 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 sells. You get into him and you're like, good God, you're in my face 24-7. Yeah. You know, I screwed up and sent out a mailer and I got 22 calls a day later from his organization for all these different things. <laughs> for somebody to sell at that level, they'd be insanely uncomfortable. Yeah. That's his level of comfort. Yeah. He's completely comfortable there. So everybody's got their own levels. Everybody has their own idea of what's their comfort. And you got to find how to push your own boundaries. And I will say, don't compare yourself to other people. That's do, a big one. Do not compare yourself to other people. What's uncomfortable for you? There's your first stepping stone. There's your step one to pushing your boundaries to see what you can and can't do. You know, I, I have had plenty of aha moments that I can. Oh, yesterday. Okay. I'll actually tell about the shooting. Oh, yeah. I, I had to go take my CCW class, the concealed carry weapons permit class. And I and um, it was Saturday and you had to go do your shooting range and whatnot. And I had uh, two different guns I was getting under my concealed permit. And both the guns I've had for less than six months. So they're very new to my my arsenal. And I but I, I shot them. I shot them well. I was very proud of myself. Um, they make if you've ever been to this, you have to shoot ambidextrously. So you have to shoot with your right hand and your left hand single handedly. Um, I, I shot them both fine. Everything was good. And towards the end, the instructor, um, asked me to shoot a target at 40 yards. Well, for a handgun, that's really far. That's, that's kind of crazy far. And I shot it and I hit the target and he goes, all right, shoot the one at 50. Then he goes, all right, so let's shoot the one up on the hill. It's about 85 yards out. Let's shoot that one. I'm like, it's a four inch barrel. It's no, that's no, not that's too far. And he goes, Aaron, the mechanics are the same, please. Okay. I shot it and you could literally hear it go, boom, ping. And you could hear it hit the metal dong. Incredible. And I shot a, yeah, four-inch pistol at 85 yards. And then I proceeded to hit it four out of the five times. I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. I was blown away. And because I said right off the bat, oh, that's too far, I put a boundary on myself. Right. That four million-year-old brain kicked in and said, nope, can't do it. And instead, he pushed me ever so slightly. I said, okay. I became uncomfortable. Yeah. And as soon as I became uncomfortable... I ended up doing something I didn't know I could do. Yeah. It, incredible. And I think to your point, we set our, we, we block ourselves so often. You know, we say we can't do something. We say, you know, to your, to the uncomfortableness. So that makes me feel uncomfortable. Therefore, we can't do it. Therefore, it's not possible. And I think maybe even back when people say it is possible, that's when the, the, the new fight or flight comes into play. Oh, you're very deep today, Aaron. That's a, that's, that's a good story. It's a good. Yeah. How are you guys upgrading your brain? How are you guys pushing your limits? I don't care how small it is or how big it is. You pushing yourself to the next level, you're going to uncover something in yourself you didn't know you had. You're going to be able to do something you didn't know you did. And it all starts with something simple. Go follow the right person on social media. Go take a cold shower. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't even get my fiance to do it. And she knows all the benefits. So it's not an easy <laughs> thing to do. But doing that and making yourself uncomfortable is going to be great. Uh, what do you do? I'd love to hear your comments, your feedback. What do you guys do to make yourself uncomfortable? Uh, please make comments on YouTube. Tell me where you're at. I'd love to learn from you guys as well. Thank you.